Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. In this and future episodes released on Fridays of each week, you will hear from other entrepreneurs, creators, and personal growth leaders through interviews and summaries of personal development books, strategies, tools, and ideas that can help you transform your mind and body from the inside out so you can truly, truly live the life you desire. Hello, my guest today is Carol Yakabuchi, a certified life coach, speaker, and author. As a dream builder coach, Carol is dedicated to helping individuals achieve their goals and realize their dreams in a shorter time frame than they could on their own. Through dynamic coaching programs tailored to their specific needs, Carol helps clients uncover their dreams and empower them to transform visions into concrete goals. She provides transformative tools, motivation, and guidance needed to turn those goals into a tangible reality. Her coaching approach focuses on breaking free from limiting beliefs and self-sabotage, cultivating authentic confidence, and amplifying their vision. Clients learn to conquer fear, uncertainty, and apprehension, utilizing present circumstances as a catalyst to propel them toward their goals. Carol is one of the authors telling her inspiring story in the book, Belonging, Secrets to Soothe the Soul, that came out earlier this year. So welcome, welcome to the podcast, Carol. Thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you. I am so excited for this conversation today. I'm just going to be really interested. And so I want to start out. I'm really big in setting and achieving goals. I've done a number of goal setting and achieving workshops. And so I'm really curious, what is the difference between a dream and a goal? A goal is something we actually know how to do. And we just kind of have to put our mind to it and our ten- attention to it and and do it, right? Mm-hmm. We might need to break the steps down and work on them a little bit at a time, um, but we kind of really know how to go about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Where a dream is something that's big, something we would love to have so much, but we have no idea how to do it. So that's that, the biggest difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that makes a lot more sense to me because it's, it's, I see it as kind of like this big picture. The dream is like way up here. Like we don't know how to do it. So how do we transform that down into like something that we know how to do? Well, we we talk about doing what you can with what you have from where you are. Ah. If for instance, you might have the desire to uh, write a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you might, you have no idea how you're going to write the book, mm-hmm. but there could be a class happening at your local library about book writing mm-hmm. or the template of a book, you know, the, yeah. how to outline a book. And so that's one thing that you could do. It's one step you could take. And so you sign up for that, for that class. Right? Oh. Usually what happens is when you take that next step, then you have opportunities. Now you meet other people who are writing books, right? Mm -hmm. And so another 
up that you could take is going to present itself. But if you don't take the first step, you're never going to see the opportunities open up to you. That's, that's interesting because a dream is something we don't really know all the steps to get there. We just, you can know the first step. Exactly. So you had a dream of writing a book. Now you have, you know, you're in that, like, it kind of brings me up to my little thing about doing this podcast. I've had a dream of doing a podcast for years, right? And I always like, oh, but I don't really know how to do it. Well, you know, Bobby, and as well as I do, well, Bobby got me, she's been doing a podcast for longer than I have. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to do a class on doing a podcast, like how to start a podcast. And I'm like, I'm in, like, I want to do that. So just like you said, like, Hey, go down to your local library. They might have a book writing, you know, course or something. That's kind of just what I did. So exactly. Taking that neck, and you know, and the other part of that is being open and aware of it. Mm. Because when we're in our day to day routine, mm-hmm. right, we're not looking for opportunities. So the other part of that is kind of attention. It's like, have, you know, opening up your attention to other possibilities that might be open there, mm. uh, open to you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that phone's ringing in the background. That's okay. That's okay. Phone. Ignore it. <laughs> but can you dive in a little bit more? Can you expand a little bit on there, like being open and aware and attending to the things around you in order to see those opportunities? Well, I think the first thing and in the Dream Builder program mm-hmm. that I help that I coach and facilitate on, the first thing is to write out what you would love. And some people don't even know what that is. Right. And so what what you start with is your longing and discontent. Mm. What would you, you know, what would you love? If money, time, you know, age, everything was no object in it at mm-hmm. all, dis- dissuasion at all, what would you love? And you start to write those down. And the other thing you look at in your life are the what are the things that you're not so happy about mm. that you would love to change this if you could. And you start to write those down. And you start looking at those. And from those two lists, you put together like a vision of something that you would love. And once you have that vision there, now you're going to be more aware of things around around it. Like, for instance, when somebody says, oh, I want to buy a red Ferrari, right? Okay. What do you start seeing, which you never see on the street? You start seeing red Ferraris. It's like, where did they come? Out of, you know, out of the woodwork. And that's the same with your dreams. It's when you actually know what you want and you write it down and and you think about it, you're going to start to see opportunities mm-hmm. come your way. And so that awareness is really you kind of that first step, right? Is just like, and you have to ask yourself questions like, oh, well, I don't know how, what, what am I going to be aware of? You know, so you're talking about, oh, what would you really love? You're longing. Like, what do you have this? Oh, thought that you would really like to do at some point or something that you would really love to do and you start there and then the opposite of that almost I think the opposite of that is like Mm -hmm. what you're like dissatisfied with right exactly you're discontent you're like what don't you like yeah I don't like this a lot of times we start there versus what we love because we live it more often 
right? Exactly. We're living in that discontent. <laughs> we're like, I hate this part. I don't like this. I don't like this. I mean, how many times we hear people, comp- that's kind of the conversations, not like, oh, I love this. Right. And really that's the easiest place to start, to start with the discontent. So mm-hmm. noticing. So is that the awareness, like noticing what is going on in your world, what you love, what you, what you don't like, is that? Yeah, that's a big part of it. There's also the part of our thoughts, right? Because there's something called the success formula. Okay. And the success formula says our thoughts lead to our feelings. Our feelings lead to our actions. Mm-hmm. And our actions lead to our results. So it all goes back to our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we're thinking, you know, like for instance, you wake up wrong side of the bed, you don't feel that great, you don't feel like doing anything. Well, what are those? Those are just thoughts going through your mind. Mm-hmm. But what do they do? They they get you feeling like, oh, this isn't going to be a good day. And so what do you end up doing? Uh, laying on the couch, maybe mm-hmm. watching TV. So it leads to your actions. And then what results did you get? Well, you didn't get the result that you thought you were going to have that day. Right? right, right. Where if you get up in the morning, you may still get up kind of feeling that way, but you have the ability to say, today, I am going to do this, or I am going to be this. And you can decide that before you even get out of bed, what you're, what you're going to be that day. You know, I'm going to be confident or I'm going to be adventurous or I'm going to be curious. Uh I'm just going to have fun today. Right. But you can decide what you want your day to be before you even get out of bed. And then you have that thought in your mind. So that's going to give you different feelings. You're going to take different actions Mm -hmm. and then you'll get different results. Right. Mm -hmm. So it it always goes back to your thoughts. And then once you kind of fine tune your thoughts, then you're kind of more open to things around you. You know, revisit your dream. What is it that you want to achieve that day? Mm -hmm. Then you'll see things open up around you. Yeah. I like to take that success formula. I, I've been a mental health therapist for like over 20 years. So I take this a little bit, you know, differently in some aspects where it's thoughts, feelings, behaviors, but then how your body responds. But I'd like people to also like go through it and not just change the thoughts, because I think sometimes we get into this, like, oh, if I just think like I'm confident, then like the feeling will come up. But to practice like that, to remember a time when we were confident um, and what we did and the results that we get, I think that like really solidifies. Is that something you also help people to, you know, really make more concrete in their lives? Oh, absolutely. Right. All those little different kinds of tools that you can use um, to write out your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Then also think back to a time, you know, like if you're going to be doing something that's new and different and you're, you know, your fear builds up and all that, is think back to a time that you did accomplish something that you thought, oh, I'd never be able to do that, or that's something you're really proud of, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe you had gone to college and you graduated college and you never thought you'd able ever be able to do that or accomplish that. Or or maybe you got a job that you always loved and you didn't think you were gonna get it, but you got that position, right? Yeah. So yeah. there are things everybody has achievements, you know. Right. Um, maybe it's, you know, meeting the love of your life, or maybe it was having children, whatever was your great achievement that you're so, you know, 
blessed and, and happy about is that go back to those and know that you've done it before you can do it again. Mm -hmm. That's great. You know, the past can kind of help us with the present, but also I think it, using that same success formula like thing, I'm, I think about what we want in the future. So can we play those stories out in that way too? Like, Hey, I want to, you know, be this confident person and I want to feel this certain way. And if I can do these things and I can, I can like picture myself doing these things, like how will the result be? Oh, absolutely. Peggy. I mean, you know, that there's, um, there's a tool called the time machine. Okay, where you actually say, okay, three years from now. And then they kind of use three years because if you said a year from now, your your mind's going to say, well, you didn't do that this last year. What makes you think you can do it in it's this too recent, year, right? right? It's like too, too recent, recent right? of a but, time frame. Exactly. But three years is far enough out that, you know, your mind's not, you know, bogging that down too much. So, but you go out three years from now and you imagine that you are where you wanted to be in your dream mm -hmm. okay and you know say you wanted to take this trip would you imagine that there you are you know mm -hmm. Italy right yeah. you're in Italy you're at a winery your family is there you're um you took a cooking class at the winery and now you're having dinner with the food you made drinking the wine enjoying the music and and everybody there and you just feel that excitement right and in your body you, you know you have like excitement and and um gratitude and and you feel accomplished because you did it mm -hmm. and you take all those feelings back to the present and then that's where you start to think about well, what's a step i could take to move me in that direction mm -hmm. And you take that and you and you start brainstorming with all those emotions of it have already been accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. That's just oh, it just gets me excited to like think about dreams, right? Like think about what I want to do. But oftentimes I feel like people they're they're just wondering if they're worthy of their dreams. But I think you have a different twist on this. I do. The question is. Is your dream worthy of you? Mm. Is your because, dream worthy of you? Right. Tell because, you know, dreams take time, energy, a lot of times money. And if you make a commitment to go for this dream, a lot of times you're you know, you can't always do everything. So sometimes you have to take some things out of your life so you can focus on the things that you want to work towards. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's a big investment to make towards a dream. Mm -hmm. And instead of thinking, am I worthy of that dream? Of course you're worthy. You're worthy because you're here. You're worthy because you're breathing. Mm -hmm. You're worthy because God gave you those, you know, or whoever you believe in spirit mm -hmm. gave you those ideas in your head. You wouldn't have those ideas if, you know, you weren't made to, to always, you know, look forward to things. Mm -hmm. so you want to make sure that you have a big enough dream that's worthy of your time and investment and energy. 
how do you, how, I mean, I don't want to like give all your secrets away of how you coach, but can you give us a little bit about how somebody could uncover that? There are five questions. Let me get them. So okay. I get yeah. Them. yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So there's five questions you can ask yourself about your dream. Okay. The first one is that bring me more life. In other words, you get excited. You know, we have this idea of how we think about things. There's common hour thinking that our situations control us. And there's brave thinking that we could do what, whatever we desire, regardless of our situations, right? And so you want to have a dream that's big enough that that's, you know, not contractive, but it is expansive. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. So you want to feel that excitement about it. So does it bring you more life, the idea of it? The second question is, does it align with my core values? You know, you don't want to have a dream. I don't know, they give this a little example of this lady who had this dream to um, travel or go on a cruise and travel around on a cruise. And, and I don't know if she was a hair designer or whatever, and she was going to do her work on a cruise and so she could see the world. But in the meantime, she was really newly married and had a baby. So it like, you know, didn't really go with her core values. Yeah, it was a super dream, but maybe the timing wasn't right. Doesn't mean we can't have that dream and do it later. Mm -hmm. But was the timing right with her core values of family and raising her mm -hmm. baby? You mm -hmm. know, so you have to understand your core values too and make sure that that dream aligns with it for this point in time in your life. Right? Mm -hmm. The um the third thing is it does it require me to grow? So a you really want a dream that's going to, you know, grow you, maybe your knowledge, maybe your experiences. In some way, it's going to bring you growth. Okay. And this is the interesting one is, does your dream require help from a higher power? Mm. And that's what we were talking about before is that if it doesn't, it's just a goal which means you know how to do it and you just haven't taken the time to do it. But a dream is like, you know, I don't know, you need help. And that's like where your intuition comes in, um, synchronicity comes in, all those types of higher power mm -hmm. that we, you know, have access to that we don't always think about or utilize, right? Right, so doesn't right. Need, doesn't need help from a higher power. And the last question is, does my dream have good in it for others? So the dream should be so expansive that it's expansive for you and for others. Yeah. So I just, wow. Okay. So going through those questions can kind of help somebody figure out if the dream is really worthy of them instead right. of am I worthy of this big thought, this big dream? It right. really has to be in alignment with them. You know, being expansive, like I said, challenging, like that growth, is it going to challenge right. us? Is it going to be good for others? Is it going to be good for us in the moment or in this time period? Because sometimes, yeah, like we have these dreams, but it's just like, well, first, my first dream was family. And then what? Mm -hmm. After that, there's plenty of years after raising your own kids, if you have them, 
to be able to expand and do something good for a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've studied a lot with Mary Morrissey and she tells the story of her mom. And her mom was always very supportive of her, but she didn't really understand the work that Mary was doing with, you know, transformational and spiritual teachings. Mm -hmm. And later on, um, Mary's dad passed away. And her mom was kind of sitting around and, and thinking, she says, well, maybe it's time for me to learn this, you know, spiritual stuff you teach. <laughs> and she was in her, I think, her 80s when she started to work with, with her daughter, Mary. Mm -hmm. And she asked her mom if she had any dreams. And her mom said, well, not really that you could think of. She says, well, isn't there anything you always wanted to do? She said, yeah. She says, as a matter of fact, I wanted to paint on porcelain dishes. You know, how I have the, these beautiful dishes with the hand paintings on them. And Mary had never heard this before, right? So she was like, what? She was taking a bath. She, she wanted to what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> she went to some classes and she started doing that. And the next thing you know, some of her dishes were in the local art store. I mean, she was very talented and very good at it and never did it the first 80 years of her life. So the point is, it's never, ever, ever too late to go for something that you would love. Well, and I think too, I think that keeps us young. I don't know about you, but I want to stay young. So I think of staying young as, you know, just kind of working towards something, challenging myself, doing something new. And I, I see those people that are you know, older than me, you know, maybe in their eighties, you know, something, or even nineties. I mean, I even know a hundred year old that just kind of keeps going around. And it's like, they have, they have something that they're living for and that they're wanting to challenge themselves. So I'm not like, exactly. do you think that's going to be something that the new, you know, keep us young by keeping us active? Oh, absolutely. My own mom, she passed away a few years ago at 94. And she was an artist and she painted almost every day. Mm -hmm. And it it kept her active, it kept her young. She mm -hmm. would take the local bus to the senior center every week for her art class. She'd also go for ceramics. She wasn't as keen about the ceramics, but went to that too to keep busy. And um, but yeah, it kept her mind occupied, mm -hmm. it kept her thinking about new ideas. It was social because she was in a class. So she mm -hmm. was very social. She wasn't isolated at home, just watching TV. Yeah. And absolutely, it kept her young. In fact, when she passed at 94, we were shocked because we all thought she would live to 100. So, yep. Yep. And that's yeah. good. She's left, left a good, lived a good life, you know, oh, yeah. throughout all those years. But you don't have to wait until you're 80 or 90. You can do it now, right? Do it now. Absolutely. Do it now. Do it now. Then you can see how many more dreams you can accomplish through those times. But kind of this, you know, all these dreams and trying of achieving those, you know, taking that next step to getting that concrete goal to achieving that that dream, it takes it takes some time and commitment, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, the number one thing is to define your dream. The number two thing is to decide for it. You have to decide for it. You have to make a commitment to it. Um, you know, Bob Proctor has this little saying about how um, there's this one magical thing that you can do 
that will change everything for you. Hmm. And that's to decide. Decide. Decision. Decide. Make that decision. You have to make the decision. If not, you're always on the fence. Should I do it? Should mm -hmm. I not do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I that's just bringing up a lot. I mean, I think of times when I, I'm just like, that indecisive that like, I don't know, you know, and you, and you start weighing and you see all of these things that you're thinking about, you know, and like, Oh, this way, this way, this way, options, options, options. But until you actually decide and make a commitment on something, then it seems like everything before that was fuzzy. And then you right. make a decision and then it's like, whew, the sky opens up, everything's clear. You know exactly what you're going to do. That first step appears. Yeah. Whatever comes. And then what happens after you make that commitment and you take that first step? Fear rolls in. What am I doing? What makes me think I can do this? Oh, I was trying to ignore that part, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> I have one coach who says, that's the good news. You wouldn't have the fear if you weren't stretching yourself if you weren't trying new things. So the fear is like a message that, you know, hey, you are doing something new mm -hmm. and it's okay. It's okay. I love this explanation that it's just the boundary of the things you've done before to the things you haven't tried yet. Oh, that's interesting. Because it really diffuses it, doesn't it? It just- yeah. So fear is just kind of that boundary of what you've done before, what you know, mm -hmm. what you're comfortable with, kind of like that comfort zone. Yeah. And tell me again, the beyond that. And it's just what you've never tried before, what you haven't done before. That we haven't done before. So outside mm -hmm. of that boundary is everything we haven't done before. Right. And so fear is just that line or that little like, kind of a fence but it can be moved right can be moved. we can redirect it right I like that the other thing too is you know a lot of times we get you know I know human beings right we get uh, maybe a little jealous other people have gone so far or you know why haven't I been able to accomplish that when others have been able to get further than I have well Instead of having that feeling, we should we should be excited about it because they step into that area of unknown. Mm -hmm. So now it's really not so unknown to us anymore because we see someone else has done it, right? So now we can move out our barrier, what Bob Proctor used to call it, the terror barrier of fear, oh, yeah. <laughs> and move it out a little bit because we've seen others have been able to achieve that. And you know, be excited about that fact that they're leading the way and now we can do it too. So really we can, we can take that, you know, oh, that comparison type thing, like, oh, somebody else, but turn that into like, wow, somebody else did that. So now I, you know, what's possible for me? Exactly. You can, you can stretch that boundary a little bit and they're like, oh, well, maybe I can do that. Well, we can, there's lots of stories like that, right? Of people that I was like, oh, well, somebody did that. I'm thinking the the four minute mile that, you know, that was right. never accomplished before because somebody put that barrier, that's impossible, you know? But then what is like, somebody didn't believe that it was not possible. That somebody's like, oh, let's just try it. Finally exactly. broke the barrier and then poof, like so many more people like soon after that. 
broke mm -hmm. the format. Yeah. And it's amazing how soon after that they did that yeah. too. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was just like somebody needed to erase that belief. Like that it couldn't be done or, you know, that's not possible. Or, yeah, you're all going to, you know, our hearts are going to, you know, croak or something if we push ourselves too far. But all of those things were just kind of stories because we didn't know the truth. Right. And just think about our world is so amazing. And like Deepak Chopra always says, there's infinite possibilities, infinite possibilities. So in a world of infinite possibilities, what makes us think that it can't happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's infinite, there's, I mean, numerous, so many more, which means right. there really isn't anything that we can't do. Right. I mean, look at, you know, the right brothers learning to fly. Everybody thought they were crazy. Right. And thank goodness they didn't believe thank it. Thank goodness. <laughs> they did that. Yeah, they didn't listen. They didn't right. listen. Now we can travel and see people, you know, and, and do right. amazing things. That just all the adventurers. What was that? All the adventurers and all of the, um, you know, inventors, I mean. Thank goodness for them that they didn't believe that it was impossible because it wasn't here before. Correct. And that just goes back to what you were talking about before about the thoughts. It just starts with the thoughts. If we believe it can happen, it can happen. If we believe it's not possible, that's where we're going to live. Right. Exactly. Exactly true. Awesome. So what is like one thing you want to leave the listeners with that, you know, maybe a little bit of advice or a thought or something that could maybe help them transform their lives or transform them into believing their dream is worthy of them? Well, I, I think to start with is to, is to kind of do an inventory of where you're at. Mm -hmm. right? Look at your health. Are you happy with your health? What would you like instead, right? Mm -hmm. Look at your relationships. Are you happy with all your relationships? Maybe you are, but maybe you, maybe you want to add a little more spark to some of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Write those things down, you know, look at your vocation. What do you do for a living? You know, um, is that really bringing you joy? Is it still what you want to do? Or do you feel stuck there? And you think, oh, because I'm making this income, there's you know, and if you read in my book, I was very stuck there when my husband was sick and I felt like I had no other choices. You know, mm -hmm. I was the breadwinner and, you know, so, you know, do a little inventory there in your life. And then also time and money freedom. Like if you had all the time in the world, what would, what would you love to do? Is it travel or is it maybe be more creative in the arts or maybe be more, uh, go out and help people in different ways? Or if you had more money, would you be more philosophical? Philanthropic, however you say that word. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even want to try it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Be more giving. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and and to different causes, you know, what are the things that you would love to do? And just kind of do an inventory of just even those four areas and see how do I feel? And maybe that might spur something that you would love to do instead. Oh, awesome. I love you know, giving ourselves questions to ask because that invites some freedom within our own minds to be able to explore what's underneath, what's underneath mm -hmm. all of that and what is our dreams. 
So thank you. Thank you so much, Carol, for joining me. Please connect with Carol on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on the web at thecarolconnection.com, where you can register for a free vision workshop to discover your dreams and the steps to live a life you love. You can also reach out to Carol to be your next speaker or workshop leader for your event or organization and check out her story in the book belonging secrets to soothe the soul which can be found on amazon and in barnes and noble and probably some other places so thank you again carol oh thank you peggy this was this was fun i really enjoyed it thank you thank you Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.